Welcome to the So Far So Good Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Bussey. I've lost over 80 pounds and kept it off for years now. I was a professional at losing weight and then gaining it all back and then some over decades and decades. I finally figured out how to have peace around food, the scale, and my body, and I have 100% confidence that this struggle has ended for me in a complete victory. I'll provide all my tips and tricks, as well as solid strategies and tools for you to consider and then implement, for you to finally put this issue behind you forever. These strategies will work for whatever struggle you're facing, whether it's with your weight or any pain point. So stay with me, even if you've never had an issue with your weight. Let me make it abundantly clear that I am in no way a medical professional or registered dietitian, so please consult one or the other if you have any specific medical or dietary needs, but... If you know for sure that this battle is not meant for you at all, but you're wondering how to finally escape and get out of the diet cycle and mentality, please have a listen. I'm ready to share all the things I was missing and all the mistakes I made so you can learn from my failures and get yourself some traction, take action, and then ride the wave of momentum right along with me. Basically, I'll show you how I won so you can too. Let's go. Well, hello, my friends, welcoming you on in to the podcast. Welcome. Glad you're here today. Looking forward to talking to you. So excited about this one today. As always, uh, gut feelings and gut hunger. We're going to get a little touchy feely, but in a good way. So hang in there with me if you're like, okay, I don't necessarily know if I want to get all touchy feely today. I promise if this is not your jam and or if you're one of my guys, I see you over there, guys. We are not going to like devolve into an ocean of emotion here. We're going to see how (laughs) some of this is about getting stronger and more resilient uh, and not just uh, swimming in an ocean of emotions all the time. It's a good thing. So hear me out as we start to get into that. But first, I wanted to dovetail just a tad on last week's podcast, Uh, and if you have not listened to it, please do go back and listen to it about leveraging our consequences, because it occurred to me, and I I know I said it in the podcast, but I just want a blanket statement all the time. If you ever leave wondering about your consequences, you know, or any topic that I talk about, and being concerned about them and leave in a place that is leaving you feeling like you don't know what to do now or don't know what to do next. I just want to invite you to reach out and talk to me about it because what we don't want to do if suddenly you realized, oh, I might really be facing some consequences that aren't the ones I necessarily want is to just be frozen or hide from that. I just want to invite you to lean in in whatever way you can to any consequence that you feel like might be a challenging one for you coming up. Uh, I'm here for you. I know you have loved ones in your life. Uh, Reach out uh, and be curious about this and not condemning with yourself. Uh, Just reach out, please, whether it's me or someone around you. I really believe anybody you open up to will be empathetic. And if they are not, come my way. I would love to talk to you more about potential consequences and how we can sort of work through them so that we can, like the podcast talked about, leverage them to get us to the results that we are going for. So please, self-compassion, I beg of you. 
It's the answer. Alrighty, so let's have a gentle entry into a little more on our feelings today. You know, we talked about it before and you know it's a thing. People tell you you gotta feel your feelings and I can tell you that when I first heard all that, I thought that sounds horrible. <laughs> uh, but I'm here to tell you now there is some goodness and wisdom to it and it is a huge pillar in my program, especially my six month program about how to really leverage our nervous system and have awareness about it, manage it, walk in it, love it, embrace it, and come out the other side of it super resilient and strong. So I know the first thing that would have crossed my mind, and perhaps it's crossing your mind, is like, no, I just want you to tell me what I need to eat. Like, I don't want to get into all this feeling stuff. Like, that's a lot. I don't have a lot of time. I got a lot going on. This is not the right time in my life for all that. Can you just please tell me what to eat so that I can get to a healthy weight. But you know what? Spoiler uh, alert, they're all tied, this is all tied together. You know, what's going on in your nervous system, in my experience, uh, it's all just a big soup of stuff that's tied together. So I'm here to help us unpack that and talk about it and see if there's a way for you to jump into some entry point on this. So, and do, you know, what I talk about every time, we're probably going to talk about it every episode now, the Viktor Frankl pausing between stimulus and response. There is a space where we pause and we think about what we're doing here instead of doing everything on autopilot, which is how I was living most of my life, just neuropathways going a mile a minute and no awareness of the results you know, why they were coming from what was going on in my brain just on autopilot. So I wanted to start to talk about today, the way that these sort of tie together in my mind is with the who, what, where, why, and when. So when we're eating, is there maybe something going on in our nervous system in the background about who we're eating with? <laughs> about what we're eating, about where we're eating, even if it's in a restaurant or at work or, you know, a different place that we're eating, and then why we're eating, and then when we're eating. There is just a bunch of gold to be found in all of those areas, and I just want to invite you to sit down and think about them and work through those particular areas. I'm telling you with a pen and paper or on your computer, whatever works for you, but there is just a lot to be gleaned from what's going on in all those different areas. So I thought a great example and just one from my life too is, you know, I talked in the beginning in an episode about my season with the yoga, which I'm, I'm here for it. Love all the yoga people. And I've certainly discussed my love for my first yoga instructor, uh, which will be forever and ever. Amen. I love her so much, Rachel. Shout out to you. But because of my experience, my first experience going to this yoga class, which was a super gentle yoga, super benign, you know, lovely, gentle yoga class. It was honestly my first experience with anything even remotely resembling getting in touch with what was going on in my body. 
So getting in touch with what was going on in my body has been crucial, but I just needed this little simple, gentle entry point into that. But because of that season, and because of me starting to get aware of like, there was some stuff going on in my body and I needed to just even breathe, honestly. Then because of that season, I really felt like it opened up a space for me to be able to dive into the world with the more cognitive behavioral therapy and what all my thoughts were that were just swirling around there in my head. But it gave me just enough space to be able to enter into that world. And then that's a whole universe that I could just spend forever with us unpacking all of the different thoughts since we're going to have 60 you know, thousand plus thoughts a day. And then not that we can wrangle every single one of them, but to just start to explore like what thoughts are really helping me here and getting me to the results that I want and which ones are not just gave me a place to have some awareness and a space for that. But as you can probably see, it's a bit of a dance. You know, you can be super aware of your body I mean, I'm sure you have met someone or seen someone portrayed in a movie or something that is one of those sort of yoga people that is like very aware of their body and they're very grounded and all that. But then they're kind of like, wee out there in denial about some things going on around them and in their life, you know, with their thoughts. And on the other side, you can be completely getting your head about all your thoughts and spend, you know, your entire life with that whole world and all the cognitive stuff. And your brain, which I love so much, all, all of this too. I mean, I could spend the rest of my life doing it myself and it's all great. But then you never really sort of gently take yourself into the place where you're reconciling these two areas, you know, and what's going on with your body with what's going on with your thoughts. And, you know, I love the whole concept of reconciliation, long-term accounting nerd over here so just any place that we can be reconciling things is a place that i dearly love and this one is just a classic example of how can we find a balance and reconcile these two areas of our life so again this is a place where we can come and get some resilience and some strength if we really slow things down and get into our body and like, okay, I'm having this thought, uh, you know, the phone rang, you know, and it's that person, you know, and, and, you know, we joke about like, who would even call at this point? Like, why are you not texting me? So if you get that phone call and you see that one name, I, I gotta ask you, like, take that second and be like, what is going on in my body when the phone rings and it's that one person? Where do I actually feel it? Because I feel like we all have, and it, it might change, so it's not like you only have one place that you would feel it, but oh, I know for me at least, I have like a certain area in my body, in my chest, that when something stressful happens, like I know that that's the place where I'm going to feel it, you know, or it could be in your gut. So this is what we were talking about, gut feelings and gut hunger, so I just want to invite you to start to take some time and find, again, the lowest hanging fruit with this. You know, we're not going to go into the deepest, you know, most difficult areas of our life first. I'm not a fan. of. That. I mean, you could if you want to. You go. I support you. But I needed to start with some smaller areas 
and really sort of slow down with like, where am I feeling this in my body? Like, what does it feel like in there? What is happening? And can I like take a breath into that place? I'm going to do it now. Take a breath into that place and just feel that feeling and remember that like, I'm not going to feel like this forever. It's going to pass. It's going to dissipate. Um, feelings come and go. They're like waves, as I'm sure I've mentioned before. And you can imagine the greatest feelings that you've ever had in your life. Uh, if you think about like the greatest day of your life, the greatest feeling ever, we just, you don't feel like that today. I mean, you can look on it warmly, but you don't feel that exact sense of like excitement and joy that you felt in that moment. I mean, feelings just come and go. And then on the other side of the coin, when you had that, you know, worst day of your life, God bless you on that worst day of your life. My heart goes out to you for that one. Uh, but, you know, you don't feel that way anymore about it. I, I hope, you know, we it, the feelings lessen, even if it can still be a really challenging thing for you. We don't feel that same, like, acute sense of our feelings. So the same is true with smaller little feelings where you just get a little, you know, little sense of a feeling coming up, whether it's a huge thing or a little thing, they just come and go. So sometimes when you realize, okay, I'm having a feeling, I mean, this just happens, this is a normal human experience. And we sort of normalize that they come and go, they're going to come. It's like, oh, yes, this is anger. I've felt that way before. Or this is fear. I felt that one too. So I just want to ask you if you could consider for this week as we move into the action section of our podcast so that we can all be taking some action toward our results that we are wanting, just that we take some time to sit with some feelings, just pick one or two. We don't have to like make a whole career out of this right out of the gate, but you would be amazed how quickly momentum can come when you just spend a little bit of time noticing these feelings that are coming up and like checking in with your body to see what's going on and trying to reconcile those two areas and allow those emotions to like come up and don't just be squashing them down and running to some buffer form that we use, whether it's food or, I mean, certainly I'm here to raise my hand that the food was the one for me. I'm starting to have any sort of negative feeling. And so suddenly I need a snack. And then it's amazing how that habit was just crystallized in me. But I also had the same on the other side of the coin if I felt really joyful and celebratory, I wanted a snack. So I just developed a really deep bunch of grooves around habits around whether we're having a difficult emotion or a really exciting emotion I need to have a snack to build, to bring me back down to some sort of, you know, emotional equilibrium or such that I felt like I needed to be at, to be at an even keel. So I just wanted to ask you to think about that this week. Can we think about like, oh, feelings coming up and like literally taking a moment to notice where we're feeling it? Is it in our gut? Is it in our chest? Is it in our shoulders? Like you just feel like you need to go have a massage because you just tensed up? Because I'm telling you, there's some some strength to be found in letting emotions, just like giving them a minute to shake themselves out through you. And yes, they'll come back sometimes. And yes, it's a process that we need to do over and over again sometimes. But now I feel like it's much more automatic for me to expect you know, I'm having a gut feeling here. 
This is not a surprise. I'm just a human having my normal range of emotions and it's okay. So also for this week, as I alluded to earlier, I want to talk about if you could spend some time writing down that who, what, when, where, and why, and just examine sometimes when you're having the pull to eat or drink or whatever your buffer is of choice, whether you want to go and gamble or do shopping or scrolling or it's porn or whatever it is for you, like run them through that filter. Is this like a who what? Is this a who thing? Like there's a person that's causing me to feel like I want to eat? Is this a what thing? Like, is it a when thing? Is it a where because of the location where I am? Or is it a why? So, so much could be said about all of these, but start to unpack those for yourself. And I think you'll find a lot you can glean about getting to the bottom of some of the reasons why we're eating. And then some of them realizing, you know, I think I could let that one go. Or some of them realizing I got to still work on that one. Some of them are harder than others. Some of them can, I still have some I'm working on now. This is not like a once and done, we're going to figure it all out and then never have anything else come up. I mean, we have some deep grooves in our brain. We got deep stuff going on in there. So we're just kind with ourselves as we're walking through it. And then we're reaching out for support from a coach. If you need one, pick me, pick me, (laughs) because I would love to walk with you through these things. So um, I also wanted to add for another action for this week. If you find yourself in a position where you immediately, and I'm going to use the eating example, if you immediately find like, I need to have a snack, like I'm having a difficult emotion, uh, a a call's coming up, there's something going on at work, something happening with you, and I immediately feel like, oh, time for a snack. One of the best ways to just give yourself that pause is to ask yourself a question. I always say, you know, I love to ask questions here. And when you ask yourself a question, as you know, if you've been listening, you're activating a different part of the brain. And so it can give you just that second to pause. So one of the favorite questions that I have used and like to use when I immediately, like out of nowhere, comes a trigger to eat something. Because as we also talked about, you know, hunger comes on like gently. But if you have that immediate, like, I need chocolate today, this second That's a whole different experience, and that might be more of an emotional response. So I like to ask myself a few questions. Number one, am I really hungry? So immediately when that trigger comes, like, oh, I got to have this snack right now, and it's like for something really specific, am I actually hungry? And, you know, maybe I am. Of course, by all means, if you're hungry, please go get something to eat. I'm here for it. We never want to deprive ourselves because that's not going to help us get to our goal either. But I love to ask this question too, ready? What if I'm not hungry? Because even just asking that question, what if I'm not hungry, can sometimes pull me out of my head, which gives me just enough time to realize, oh wait, what? I'm not even actually hungry. I just am having like an emotional response or I'm also, I could be just tired and just need to take an actual break. So it might be my brain's way of saying like, you need a break. But then I spent so many years with the habit of feeling as though I couldn't actually take a break. But what I could do was get a snack, like that somehow seemed acceptable, even though I didn't feel like I could take an actual rest for my brain or my body. So so now it will cause me to say, okay, well, I just need to actually take a break. 
And then sometimes after I take a 10 minute break, I realize, oh, I wasn't even really hungry. I just needed to take a break. So asking yourself, am I hungry? Asking yourself, what if I'm not hungry? And then also asking yourself, is this gut hunger, like in my actual gut, or is something else going on here? Because like, are we really truly having actual hunger in our gut? Or is there anything else that could be going on here? Like I said, we need to rest or, you know, we're just having an emotional response or just things have built up over the course of the day. So are we having gut hunger at this point or not? And then again, if we're having hunger, for goodness sake, please go eat. I am always going to support that. The more we deprive ourselves, the more we set ourselves up to overeat later. So never deprive yourself of your hungry. But is it really hunger or is it something else? And also give yourself grace if you find, you know, maybe it wasn't really hunger, but I ate anyways. Okay. Just you being aware of it and thinking about it after, like, what could I maybe do next time? The awareness is just 90% of it. Just starting to get aware of it and sort of waking up to these patterns is what helps you just get to a point where you feel like maybe you can make a different decision next time. And like I always say too, if you made a different decision just 50% of the time, even just 25% of the time, it could just help you get momentum and you'll be amazed how you just will keep building on it and building up on it. And I don't do everything correctly 100% of the time, but I certainly do it a massive more percentage than I did in the beginning. And it just took some practice and some awareness So I just want to ask you to write some of this down, write down how you're feeling about it. It's fun to look back on, such good to look on great data where you're like, oh, that one day I was super stressed out because that one person sent me a text and I was like, oh no, and now that person can send me a text and I'm like, okay, it's fine. I I got it. Like I can work through this one. It's fine. So I just love to have you write things down. One of the main reasons is so you can see the growth over time, which can be such an encouragement. So I'm here for you writing down what's going on with you. I'm here for you letting me know what's going on with you. I would love to walk through you, walk walk through this with you about how to deal with when these like feelings come up. Like, what do we do? How do we sit with that? How does that work? How do we decide like maybe this is one I want to sit with right now and maybe this is one like I got to come back to that one. How do how and that's okay. Let's just do what we can. Let's just build some momentum, get some traction. Let's just see if we can just be aware of and invite some change in. I know sometimes it's hard to imagine all these changes happening, but I'm telling you, it's a, it's available. It's available to you if it could happen for me. <laughs> a thousand million percent it can happen for you. If you need any help or want to talk any of your specific details through, reach out to me. You know, I'd love to hear from you. I say it every time. I'll always say it. I'll always love to hear from you. So reach out. Let's chat. Work it through. I'm here for you. Hope you have a great week. Let's just check our gut and work through our gut feelings together and figure out what our true gut hunger is. Okay, let's do it. I'm here. Reach out. Have a great week. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you 
you so much for listening to the So Far So Good Coaching Podcast. It has been my absolute joy to have you with me. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review. Let's build a community and you can help this effort by taking just a moment to give us the best rating so that others can find us and join us on the journey. Please be in touch with me at my website, which is SoFarSoGoodCoaching.com. Would love to hear from you on Instagram as well, which is at SoFarSoGoodCoaching. See you next time. Until then, let's take our lives so far and make them so good.